He smells like man with a lot of sin or like sin with a little bit of man. It's intoxicating and forbidden and probably poisonous, but a real nice way to wake up dead. My mouth waters. Fuck. Okay, today's quote is going to be from Flip Trick by Amo Jones. I want to start off by saying with a full disclosure, I love Amo Jones. I've loved everything that she has written and there's only like two series that I haven't read and that's because she's like pulled them off and is like revamping them or like whatever. With that being said, I was not happy with this book. No? Not at all. I loved the angst. I loved the pull and pull, but I felt like the pull and pull was too repetitious and I felt like there were too many plot holes. And I'm wondering if this was her first book that she had written. I can't remember. Mm, it was either this know. or Sicko, I think. I'm pretty sure it was this, maybe. There were just, like, she had Amethyst. She had a very good role model of what it's like to be a woman in a relationship with a man who has a son. Laura or Lauren. Laura, I don't know. The lawyer. So I don't understand when she found out that, that what the fuck, Maddox had a son or a daughter, that all of a sudden they couldn't be together. Like, that didn't, I didn't understand that. They kept on saying, oh, he didn't want to be like his dad. And I'm like, your dad never left your mom. He stayed with her and you were raised. And look at you. You guys have a great relationship with your father. Like, I I didn't understand. And I don't. And it made me so upset. I would have liked the story better if they would have stayed together and then tried to build a relationship while he was trying to build a relationship with his daughter. That was my first issue with it. Do you want me to list all of them or do you want to dissect this one first? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> What are the other issues? So my second issue is, is I was really confused about the timeline. So I don't know exactly how long. I think they were apart like over a year. And then all of a sudden he decides to marry Cassidy. Like that didn't fucking make no sense to me. If, if, if being the family unit was so important, why didn't you do it at the beginning? Why are you doing it now? That threw me off because I felt like that was a cop out. You didn't need to be married. You hadn't been married for a year. So why now? Like I didn't understand and although obviously the hurt toward Amethyst, you know, again, stabbed you in the heart, but it just didn't make sense to me. Like, I didn't feel like that was necessary. Them being separate was good enough because depending on your beliefs, you know, that's if you don't love somebody, why marry them? Right. And he never claimed okay. to love Cassidy when she no, came back. No, he, he explicitly says, like, at no point did he love her. So, so I think he, he, thought if he married Cassidy, it would be more difficult for him to cheat, like cheat on her. Yeah. With Amethyst. He wanted that extra like barrier. No, he read the signs wrong. The signs were you don't need to be with Cassidy. You need to leave the bitch. You need to be with Amethyst. But he wasn't reading them right. And that just pissed me off too. Men can be, you know, obtuse on some things, but still that was no. And then my third thing that I didn't like was that when he found out that she was pregnant, actually, I have four things. When she found out that she was pregnant and then all of a sudden he goes and fucks around with Tiffany, that was a bitch ass move. And that, if yeah. If you're trying to build her trust, that was not the way to do it to get her to be like, she told you beforehand, every time if we do this, I'm going to get hurt again. And sure enough. And then the final thing that I didn't like was all of a sudden there's a fucking MC. Like, what the fuck? There was nothing through, like, 90% of the book. And then all of a sudden, like, you kind of had a hint at a long-lost sister. I thought they were twins, to be honest. I didn't think that they were, you know, Irish twins. I thought Irish they were, twins. like, legit twins. But then all of a sudden, there's an MC, and there's this thing about bloodlines and having babies to rule. And, like, I was just like, no. 
But those were the things that I didn't like. So the only thing that I didn't like was the Tiffany thing. And I do feel like there was like one more pull that shouldn't have been there. Like I feel like once she had her pregnancy scare, like that shouldn't have happened. I think I feel like we could have skipped that whole thing and still had the MC and that had made sense. But it felt like she had, and by she, I mean, Amo Jones had to put that in there so that the stuff with um, Travis made sense about the MC club and that kind of thing. Where I think because the MC club, like I'm, I'm saying club club, because the MC still kind of comes out of left field. I really don't think she needed that extra mm-hmm. like anchor point for that plot. Like she, you already had the grandmother in the beginning. You already know something's up with the grandmother. I feel like it wasn't like well, well tied by the end anyway. I don't think you needed the, the her pregnancy scare. And the whole thing with Travis could have just been that he was like obsessed with her and he was trying to make sure that he, you know, could keep her prisoner in parentheses yeah you know strapped to him and that's why he switched out the birth control i could totally get behind that because he was fucking crazy and the fact that she still stayed with him even though that he was emotionally abusing her i mean she just kind of like rolled it off but like she acknowledged it and then still just sat with it yeah but you have to just like you have to think she is at this point she's just like looking to get away from the feelings that she's Mm -hmm running from with Maddox like she doesn't actually care how he treats her because he's not who she wants to be with anyway that's true I was disappointed in Amethyst I did not expect her to have that downward spiral I mean I was like I expected her to be hurt and like devastated but not to the point where she's almost dying because she's drinking so much alcohol and doing coke yeah and like getting filmed with I mean that shit happened so we can't hit on that but yeah like and like if she has such a tight family unit why were they letting it happen like why weren't they there to intervene or you know be uh what's the word not foundation but a support system they're fucking i don't think they were aware i don't think they were aware aware. because she's she's on the other side of the country and she's filming like this successful show a successful movie i think people can mask that stuff really well when they're that, like, have had that much emotional trauma at that okay. point. Okay, point to you, but still, they should have been able to realize that something was wrong. No, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I, I just, I feel like, again, that was one of the things that, like, I, that's probably the other thing that I didn't care for in, in the story is it almost, like, spoke to this Hollywood stereotype, right? Where, like, you go out, you try to be a famous actress, and you fall into this, like, whole party lifestyle. And it was easier for her because she was basically drowning in her grief. I mean, it was clever. I, like, I loved that they met at seven and that they were soulmates. And I loved their attraction and the tension and the angst and, like, all the things. I mean, and I can... I'll even agree with them separating that he needed to be with Cassidy to help raise Kennedy, but I did not like the marriage thing at all. That was like a real turnoff for me. I was shocked when he went through with it. I didn't think he'd go through with it. And then when Talon confirms it 
and Amethyst, which can we, I just love that name, by the way. Right. Just as a side note, I really liked the names in the, in this book as like a whole, but I, uh, you know, you had Amethyst like go off the rails and talents there and, and that kind of thing. I'm okay with him getting married because I feel like at that point he was still just trying to make it work with Cassidy and really trying to forget Amethyst. And he thought by doing that, it would make it easier when it, it just, it, it doesn't. I do not need you to be the voice of reason, Jen. <laughs> I know. I'm always coming over here with my logic and, you know, <laughs> whatever. Mood reader, emotional reader here. Okay, no, we do not want the voice of reason. <laughs> well, and I think that's why... I think honestly, that's why I loved this book so much is, so if y'all don't know this about me already, fun, fun fact, I love contemporary romance and I will binge read them for long periods of time. But like we talked about in our very, (laughs) but like we talked about in our, in our dark romance episode, the reason I wanted to do dark romance is because it's not predictable. And it follows a much more realistic timeline that like I could see all of that happening in a real life scenario just without all of the money. You know, like that is a very realistic scenario. And I think that's why I love these books and well, and stuff like this, not so much like the serial killer romances (laughs) and the stalker romances, (laughs) but like in this book. It's more real. See that happening in life, you know. Like I, I liked that there are the big, like six month, one year time jumps. Like not only does it make it more realistic, but I also feel like they get a chance to begin navigating their own shit before they come back together. Because if they had stayed together when they were what, like eighteen, nineteen. And 20-something. They were in their 20s because they were drinking at the clubs. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they were both in their early 20s. Yeah, you're right. It might have worked. But because they were so push and pull, I don't think they would have worked long term without going through a tragedy. Real life. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but whatever. (laughs) (sighs) But she. I loved it. Yeah, she has. She writes so well that just uh, she's stabbing you in the heart with the pen that she's writing with. That's exactly what she's doing, and she does that yeah. with all of her work. I really want you to read read her other things, The Elite Kings, Nate. Oh my God, I love. Well, that. and that's the other thing. That's the other thing too. Like this is my very first book of hers. So if I went into this book with like certain expectations based on other books, I may have you know, a similar opinion to you. But without that history, I just, I loved the characters. I loved how the story played out. He was a bitch for getting together with Tiffany. That was, that's the only, that was the one thing, like, if I could erase anything in the book, it would be that. Okay. Well, with your logical reason, I second that. (laughs) All my other things are just hissy fits. (laughs) Of course. And of course, you know, me messaging you as it happened. I try not to send as many as I did last time with the perfect strangers, but 
<laughs> oh, it doesn't bother me any. I love I know, it. I know. I'm just like, what the fuck? She's in a psych ward? Like, where the fuck did this come from? Oh, that cracked me up. I'm like, oh no, she's having a perfect strangers moment, and it's nothing like that at all. She's I was having, like, like PTSD. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this shit better not be happening. Like, how the fuck did Maddox let this happen? And then all of a sudden they say cut. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. No. Yeah, I had the same thought, though. I was like, and I and I actually, I had the same thought. Like, excuse me, Maddox allowed this to get this bad? Like, hell no. Hell no. That was, that was, that was genius. Yeah, it was. It really was. I will say, as much as the MC came out of left field in some ways. I actually liked it. I felt like it added it I feel like because of all of the bullshit that Maddox put Amethyst through and it really in my opinion it was more on like his bullshit and less on hers. I feel like that like twist allowed him to actually show that he would like burn the city down to get her because really up until that point all he's done is made bad decisions right you know and i feel like that was not quite a redemption arc but like that was his song outside the window yes i made a contemporary reference you did it took me a second to get it but i got it look i've never seen that movie okay i've never no, that's a lie. I've it's one of those things where you watch when you're younger, but as you grow up you don't remember it, so it doesn't really count. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's what that is. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I liked and I'm wondering if that whole like plot twist leads up to another book somewhere, I think. She has the MC, but the MC is the one that she pulled down to because it was one of her first, or maybe it was her first to rewrite and I believe she's releasing it first on her Patreon and then at some point she'll release it to the public the revision of the story and it's like five books I think she has two of them and I think both of them were the MCs that she pulled down oh okay well that makes sense because you had two gangs Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they're interconnected or not I'm pretty sure not I own the first book it's like 150,000 scars or something. I'm totally making that I, up. <laughs> I really liked, by the way, when it took me a second to realize what was happening because I forgot that Amethyst's dad was a cop or is a cop. So when she gets, I mean, she doesn't really get rescued. She kind of, doesn't she walk out on her own when she's No, she out? passes out because they hit her too hard over the head. That's right. And she goes into a coma. Okay. And then she can't um, remember for a minute. Yes. When, I, uh, what? I was going to say something, but it would distract you. So continue. Well, when, when one of the cops, I guess, that works on the force that his dad was is on or something, the guy was like, uh, she's one of our own, Maddox. Whoever did this will never see the light of day again. And then when he's inside, he pauses and chuckles. We can have him be taken care of any which way you would like for as long as you like, however you would like. And I'm just like, yes, I love that. Yes, I agree. You, you've turned me into this bloodthirsty person, Misty. <laughs> My plan is working. 
Yeah, I loved it. I really would have liked the amnesia arc to be longer. No. I know, but I love... Do you, can you imagine the heartbreak and the angst and the torture that would happen between everybody if she couldn't remember them? I feel like that would have worked earlier in the story. Like, if that had happened instead of... Going to the hospital because she got so drunk, the alcohol poisoning? Maybe. Maybe. You know, like, maybe if, like, it was a completely different story. Like, the first half is they split up, the baby, like, Kennedy happens... Maddox leaves, then he gets the divorce, she gets kidnapped, and the amnesia. And then you have that whole... Oh, yeah. I'm seeing fan fiction yeah. in our future. <laughs> but yeah, any like I think if you added the amnesia oh. plus her pregnancy scare plus like all of the insanity, I don't think it would. Can you imagine what? he gets the divorce and then shows up and she's like, who the fuck are you? Because nobody told Maddox he didn't have... She lost oh. her memory. Oh my god, that would be wild. Amo listening or Sarah, if you're <laughs> listening, Sarah's her like magic wizard. Let Amo know. This is when she does the rewrites for this if she does. We got her. We're, we'll be her muses. <laughs> Not that she needs us cuz she did it all on her own, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would no. be pretty wild. But it's funny you said that cuz there's the last quote I highlighted is it's from Maddox and it says the fear of not knowing if she's going to remember is damn near crippling. What if she doesn't want me? What if she doesn't allow me to show her? What would I do then? I'd lock her in my basement and make her. That's what. Yep. (laughs) Greatness. That would get dark fast. Oh yeah. Be great. I'm pretty sure she does that in some of her books already. (laughs) No, Amo is amazing. I love the intricate stories that she writes and the characters that she develops. I don't think I don't think there's any other thing that throws me off of her writing. Like she's an auto buy for me. Yeah. Obviously there's some things that I don't agree with, like with this with Flip Trick. There's a couple of things and like a few other stories that I don't agree with, but overall it would not deter me from buying her or reading her. Or supporting her or still trying to meet her. I met her <laughs> once before I became a fan. And then I haven't met her since I became a fan, which is probably really good because I might embarrass myself like I did with Penelope Douglas. But <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I really wasn't embarrassed. I'm pretty sure everybody was embarrassed around me, but I don't care. Oh, no. That's funny. Uh, but I would love to meet her after like reading pretty much all of her work and like just seeing her grow as a person because she is phenomenal. I love how she interacts with her fans, her community. She's very transparent. She, you know, doesn't, if something changes, like hypothetically or not hypothetically, like currently she's um doing the kids of the elite Kings and it was supposed to be one order. And then she changed it and she's like, I changed it because I'm feeling these characters more than these. And we're like, okay, that's fine. And then she pushes it back because of the duet with Megan. But she was like, it's long. I was struggling and I want to make sure, you know, I put out the best work possible. And I appreciate that. I will wait longer if you will write it better than if you're just trying to put it out because the fans expect it from you. And I just don't like that. Yeah. And I can respect that. 
And that's why I'll always be a fan as long as she keeps that up. I love it. Yeah, that's my little tribute to Amo. Maybe we can get her on the podcast one day. That'd be awesome. Try not to freak the fuck out. Anyways, so <laughs> we talked about what we didn't like. We talked about what we did like. Oh, one of my favorite scenes, though, <laughs> is when they're talking about how they accidentally shot her boyfriend in high school. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. I think I boxered this to you. That is now... <laughs> Like the foundation of any overprotective father. Well, did you shoot her boyfriend in high school? Well, then no. No, you are not a protective father, okay? Because that's the standard now. You need to shoot him in the foot because you thought that he was a criminal, okay? Even if it was mistaken identity. That's how this yeah. works now. I need something that extreme because it was greatness. I yeah, loved Amethyst's humor. I love that she didn't care about what people thought around her. And I loved how she connected all these different personalities but my favorite thing about her if you couldn't tell from the quotes is her love for donuts because that's my thing <laughs> yes she did love Just tiramisu saying. donuts not tiramisu tiramisu is disgusting because i'm not a coffee drinker but donuts and that's it we're ready to do the ratings yeah i think so. okay so dark scale i'm going to say one skull the few, like, fight scenes or whatever, I mean, they weren't violent. Like, No, I'm not thinking the fight scenes. I'm thinking about, like, what happened when she was kidnapped and Liz was kidnapped. And I'm trying to think, like, what was on page and what was... She blacked out. She woke up tied to a chair or in a room and then passes out from the blood loss. And then Liz, Liza, Lisa, I don't know what her name is. I just call her Liz. Liz. Um, was tied. Her hands were tied, maybe. Yeah. In a room. Oh, that's and then the freak. Right? Was that her? Am I getting my books mixed up? Did it? No. No. Never mind. I got my books mixed up for a second. Okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll. I agree. One. One skull. It took me a minute there because I would say I don't really think these things. I would say we could push it to two because the relationship was very toxic. Toxic. Yeah. yeah. So two skulls I... for the relationship. Sure. Yeah. We'll be nice. We'll give it two yeah. skulls. We'll give it but, two skulls. But other than that, the environment was fine. They were, the themes were, he was just over aggressive and possessive, but that's just him. And yeah. any death that happened was off page because the grandma died. Yeah. They had her killed and Travis beat up and that was all off page. Yeah. You're right. So two okay. skulls. Yeah. Okay. Bicey. I'm going to let you rate it because I can't remember. <laughs> I really I'm I'm upset that I don't remember because I was thinking like three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it's I don't it think was, it was super kinky. It was almost fade to black. Yeah. I know there were a couple of scenes that were fade to black and it pissed me off. <laughs> I would say Are you thinking two? I was thinking one, but I can go for two. Oh my god. I wish I could remember better. So the first time they were drunk at the club and he takes her home and she falls out the window, which was a great scene, by the way. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That was amazing. (laughs) He's laughing at her. That was so great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had sex in her dorm, but I think that was one of the faded blacks because she's like she woke up sore from riding him Mm -hmm. all night or something. Then there was the – oh, the scene where she's like, don't hold back or whatever. And he like leaves all the marks on her. That was pretty hot. I'd give it. That was, that was hot. That's probably and why think, it's only a two. 
just the one. Because I think we got two. No, I think we got two scenes like that because you have the that one and then the one when in the hallway. After he, no, when he um after he beats Travis almost to death and then oh, she's yeah. with in that room. I think that was a similar scene. It was. Okay. I would still say two though. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good with two. Mostly because the other ones are fade to black. Yeah. And it didn't make me sweaty. Isn't three sweaty? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, so okay, two on the spicy overall rating. I'm gonna let you go first. I, I'm a much nicer rater than you are. Yes, you are. I I'm giving it a four, and I'll tell you why. Because there have been very very few books that I have been able to sit down and literally finish in one sitting, and this was one of them. Like even if I disagree with some of the things. I could not stop reading this book. I read 70% of this in one sitting. I don't think I moved. (laughs) I think I basically yelled at my son to get me snacks. (laughs) Nice. So like almost for that reason alone, not that I would actually yell at my son to get me snacks. Almost for that reason alone, I have to give it for it. I loved their relationship. I loved like the back and forth. I liked the realistic timeline I liked the growth that they experienced by the time they got back together. Yeah, I yeah, it's a four for me. I'm gonna give it three. A three? I'm gonna give it a three. I did not think you were gonna give it a three. I thought you were gonna okay. give it like a two. I, if it wasn't Amo Jones, this shit would be getting like a two or a one. But it's because it's Amo, and I know her writing has progressed and become very very dear to me. I will give it a three because three is, uh, it was good. You should check it out. Right. Like it's not right. So this would not be the book that I would recommend people to read of hers. If anything, because we haven't read the duet or the bone tides yet, because that's an incomplete series. I would tell people to start with the elite Kings 100%. Oh my gosh. There's seven and a half in the elite Kings. So the first three it's about Madison and Bishop. And then the second two is about Nate and Tilly, which Nate is mine. And then the third duet is about Brantley and Saint. But then we have like sort of a novella that goes back to Madison and Bishop. And that ends it. And then then you have Midnight Mayhem. Look, I'm over here like trying to sell you. Never mind. We'll stop. <laughs> but I mean. The point is, go read Amo Jones. Yes. <laughs> Okay, readers, and where does the darkness rate with you? Thank you for joining us on the journey into the shadows of love, where dark romance stories come to light. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bones of the Story as much as we did. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us. And to stay updated on all things dark romance, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, ideas, or even your own dark romance stories with us. Drop us a line at bonesofthestory at gmail.com. Remember, our next tantalizing episode is just around the corner, so keep your hearts open and your senses sharp. Until then, embrace the darkness and let the stories continue to stir your deepest desires. This is Misty and Jen signing signing off from from Bones Bones of the Story. Story.